Was that wonderful? Was it awesome? We thank God we still have a country to sing about. And we thank God for America. We're still living in the best country under the sun. Regardless what people say, regardless what happens around us, we are still the best country in the world. If you don't believe it, take a trip and go for two weeks anywhere else. And then come back and kiss the ground you left. I've done that, and I always thank God for America, that I am living in the land, as we heard, of the free in the land of liberty. In, uh, we read, we hear, we live in days that are very difficult for the United States of America. Very difficult. The world is aflame, and we're affected. We are affected, yet we are not going to give up. We are going to continue as a nation under God. As a nation that has long time ago put God first, and we shall continue to worship God and put him first in everything we do and everything we have. In uh, the book of Psalms, chapter 144, there's a verse attracted me, verse 15. Psalm 144 and verse 15. How blessed are the people whose God is the Lord. I repeat, how blessed are the people whose God is the Lord. I told few of my close friends that I have mixed feelings today in my message. I'd like to talk about America This is the country that adopted me about 45 years ago or more. This is the country I love. I'd like to talk about it as nothing else is like it. I've lived outside this country. I've traveled to many places and many countries and the Lord blessed me in living in this country. And let me tell you, by comparison, there's no one that come close to the United States of America. If you have any complaints, you better come and talk to me afterwards. And if you are If you think that Europe is better or the Far East or down in Australia or South America, I want to tell you something. Take a trip. 
take a trip and come back crying. There's nothing like it. Yet we have some problems nowadays. We experience some difficulties. And that's what I want to share with you today in my message. First, in his Gettysburg address on November 19, 1863, Abraham Lincoln said, Four score and seven years ago, our fathers brought forth on this continent a new nation, conceived in liberty and dedicated to the proposition that all men are created equal, that this nation, under God, shall have a new birth of freedom, and that government of the people, by the people, for the people, shall not perish from the earth. Shall we say amen to that? We thank God we can still worship God the way our forefathers worshipped Him. We have the liberty to come to church. We have churches in America. We have the liberty to, to say whatever we want to say, provided we worship the true God, Jesus Christ. His name is being proclaimed And I hope so. Almost, I say almost, not in all, every pulpit in America. Some do not do that. And it's sad. But we do. We come and we worship. And we have a choir. By the way, did you notice what they were wearing today? Red, white, and blue. They have robes. We still have robes. So many churches said, away with the robes. We want to come the way we are. No, we are coming with robes and worshiping God with all the spirit that he has given us and giving him the glory that he is due, not man. We've been called, you're a bunch of conservatives. Not in the political way. But if you want to take it this way, fine, be my guest. But we are conservatives for the Lord Jesus Christ. We defend the truth of the Bible. We live according to the word of God. And we preach the word of God. God blessed our nation. It was built on the Bible. On the word of God. He blessed us with every blessing under the sun. He gave us freely compassionate hearts. Freedom. Generosity. Justice. Stewardship. Leadership. Service. And courage. Above all else, he gave us the respect for each other. And gave us peace amongst ourselves. America's record in the 20th century has been unparalleled in the world's history for its responsibility, for its generosity, for its creativity, 
and for its progress. We became the envy of the world. Do you agree? The envy of the world. Since almost 300 years, people from every nation under the sun have been storming our shores to come and embrace America's way of living. And the waiting list grows longer and longer. Every year. We are truly proud, proud to be Americans. Aren't we? Are you proud to be an American? I am. I am. I tell you, I am. Period. And you know that. And he who is not proud to be an American, I will gather, I'll try to get some airfare and send him out. (laughs) Send him out. And with this privilege that we have, comes a great challenge. I had difficulties writing this message. We have some challenges. This blessed country was founded by godly men who risked their lives and their fortunes to give us liberty and freedom and a successful, successful way of life. It is unprecedented in human history. Our forefathers laid down the foundation of our society by honoring the home, the church, and state. These institutions were established by divine approval. And as we celebrate, come Wednesday, but we're celebrating today as a church because this is the only Sunday we can honor God. Didn't they honor him today? Very well. Thank you, choir. May God bless you all. As we celebrate this Wednesday, our Independence Day, we must reflect on our condition toward God. My heart is disturbed. And I share that with some of my dear friends. And I believe yours is too, of what we see happening to our country. I dare say America is in danger. I never thought I would ever make this statement or ever think of voicing my fear. We are changing. We are digressing. The question we must ask ourselves, what has gone wrong with our nation? Looking at all the facts, we came... I can say, I have come to this conclusion. And if you agree with me, say amen. As a nation, and this is the conclusion I came up with. As a nation, we are on a collision course with God. Are we on God's side? And today, as we stand at the threshold of the 21st century, We have heavy responsibilities resting on all of us in this wonderful land of ours. And that is to keep focused and not to lose heart. This nation, 
started to drift and move away from what our forefathers charted for us. And for some time, we have been initiating a new way of life. In fact, we have been imitating other nations in a similar way that the Israelites did when they turned away from God. This is hard. The words of John Winthrop are very clear. The eyes, I quote, the eyes of all people are upon us. So that we shall deal falsely, if we shall deal falsely with our God in this work that we have. And so cause him to withdraw his present help from us. We shall be made a story and a byword throughout the world. These words were written more than 20 years ago. And today, I'm afraid to say, our way of life has changed. The way we worship has changed. Families used to go to church every Sunday. Nowadays, we go to church whenever we have time. Our forefathers dedicated Sunday to worship God all day long. And today, we feel it's too much to give God one hour of worship. We have digressed. And one, and the question, looking around us, the question is, what can we do for our country? What is the remedy for the corruption that's all around us? The murder, immorality, hate that is festering all over our society. Decay is accelerating at an enormous rate. How can we rescue thousands of homes from drugs, let alone divorce, that is shaking the structure of our society, leaving many scars and millions of lives for years to come? There's violence in the streets, drugs in our school instead of prayers. Sexual promiscuity is everywhere. Homosexuality is all over. And people are going for it. From the top of our nation till the least one of them. And the question is, what God would want us to do? My answer, and I hope it's your answer. I don't want to take your time. I would say, let's bring back God to our government. 
on every level. To our schools, to our society, and most importantly, to our homes. And that is the right thing to do. Listen to the Lord's answer. When Solomon came to the Lord and he said, Lord, I have a nation, a big nation. They really have gone far away from you. But I want to, I want them to come back. And he went into the presence of the Lord, Solomon the king, new king, and started praying. And the Lord said, do you really want to know what you should do? So, of course. And here it is. Second Chronicles 7.14. Most of us know it. If my people, do we call ourselves people of God? If my people, who are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then, then and only then, I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and I will hear their land. Who has the secret? We have the secret. We have the key to put America back where it belongs. To put America back on its knees to pray and seek God's face. What is God saying here? These are the conditions. He says, you want to know? I have my conditions. These are the conditions for a nation to experience my blessings. And what are they? As my people, he says, and he's addressing us at this very moment. And I hope every church today is claiming this verse to the whole world. As my people, you need to turn from living lives of self-centered pride. Repent. Pray. Yield your desires to my will. And then, only then, I will grant forgiveness and heal your land. Do you think we can do that? I think we can. Is this a call from God? Yes, it is. And this is the Bible. And we still believe in it, right? What we need then? We need a national humbling. And where does it start? Here. With me. With you. In our homes. We need nationally, yes. But we need to start ourselves. We do not have to ask, well, let them do it. Let so-and-so start. No. We should start ourselves. Humble ourselves under the hand of God. And guess what the Bible says. He will lift you up in time. We need to go on our knees and ask God to forgive us as a nation. We need to bow down before the true God and prostrate ourselves to Him. Vance Havner, the great Baptist preacher, once said, We need a new beginning of obedience to God. We should not hate the word obedience at all. The word obedience should carry us on a daily basis 
before the throne of God. We need a breaking of heart, he says, and getting down in the dust before him with deep humility and forsaking of sin. Can we do that? We must do that. We need to pray in self-examination. Confession of sin. To stand up against this evil tide that is sweeping our country. We need leaders, not followers. We need to take action. And not apologize for being true Christians. We need to stand firm on the Bible. And not be ashamed of the word of God. Other religions do not apologize for flaunting their religion to us. We should be more than that. We should be proud because we have, we worship the true God. Not any false God. And we should be proud of that. We need true men of faith, like our forefathers, who sacrificed their lives to build this nation on the word of God. We need families. It's getting closer to us. We need families to rebuild their altars at home and gather their children around the Bible. Are we doing that? Instead of blaming Tom, Dick, and Harry, Instead of saying our nation is going backward, are we going forward? This will heal us. Is the altar there at your home? Are the children praying with you and you're praying with them on a daily basis? Fathers, mothers, it's a call for all of us to build the altars at home. And go back to God. We need churches. To preach Jesus Christ. As the only savior. And the Bible. As the only word of God. There is no other book. I have news for you. And for the world. There is no other book. There is no other. Writings under the sun. That can come close. To the word of God. All the books are words of men, authored by sinful men. The word of God is the breath of Jesus Christ and breath of God himself to his people through the Holy Spirit. And we, we honor it and we should obey it and worship the only living God. Are we ready to do that? Abraham Lincoln once said, I love this man. We have forgotten the gracious hand which has preserved us peace and multiplied and enriched and strengthened us and have vainly imagined in the deceitfulness of our hearts that all these blessings that were produced by some superior wisdom and virtue of our own are forgotten. This is when, long time ago, 
We're not progressing. We need God to interfere. I don't want to depress you, but I want to be realistic with you. We need to, we need a revival in our souls. We need a spiritual revival. If we call in on a movie or on a play, the church is full. But come and attend a spiritual service. Half the people are not, not there. Why? Why? You answer that. In Deuteronomy chapter 30 verse 2 and 3, Moses gives the remedy to the nation. I don't want to leave you depressed. I want to give you the remedy. It says, return to the Lord your God and obey him with all your heart and soul according to all that I commanded you today, you and your sons and daughters. And the Lord in the last book of the Old Testament calls on the nation. He tells them, return to me. And what? I will return to you. Do you want a great America? We need to fix our families. We need to rebuild the altars. We need to get closer to God. We need to worship Him. We need to come to church. We need to honor Him in our lives. We need not to be ashamed of Him. And we need to be proud of our Christianity. And then we can go to the world and start. And start. And guess what? The Lord will bless and will be with us. America is a great country. It's still a great country. Regardless, as I said at the very beginning. And God has done great things for us. He's still doing great things for us. The psalmist said in the past, and it applies to each and every one of us. The Lord has done great things for us. And we are filled with joy. America needs us, needs you and me. And we need to be on our knees in prayers for our nation. Paul, in writing to Timothy, I'll leave you with this word, issued a call for prayers and a call for really a true revival in the church of God. He said, therefore, I exhort you first of all that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings, and all who are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceful life in all godliness and dignity. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God, our Savior. When we do that, when we live according to God's will, when our homes are rebuilt, when our altars are there, where our children sing beautiful hymns instead of songs in the world, then the Lord will bless us, will bless our schools, will bless our society, and will bless our government. And ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, then and only then we can say, blessed are the people whose God is the Lord. Let's pray. We thank you, Father, for 
this beautiful day that you have given us. And we thank you for these wonderful songs that honor you and honor our country. And may you continue to be honored in your church in all this land. And when we do that, then you will honor our country. You'll honor our lives, our families, our children. You'll honor us. We thank you for your presence. May these words do their work work in our hearts so we can produce good results, pleasing in your eyesight. As we celebrate the 4th of July, may you be with us and let us, Lord, appreciate the liberties we have and the great freedom that you bestowed upon us. We give you this meeting, we give you this church, each and every member, all our guests, all our friends. Help us, Lord, to be true Christians, to honor your name, living examples to the whole world, Rebuild our lives, Lord. Revive us. Revive our families. Revive this nation. We pray in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. In his name we thank you. Amen.